Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, Lady Claus, and everybody around the world, this is episode nine of the Flights of the Roundtable podcast. Hey, welcome in, everybody. Um, Got a question for you guys. Does anybody want a CBD gummy? Yeah, I do. I'm good. Thanks, Absolutely. though. Let's okay. get medicated. See, I wanted to refrain from bringing the hardcore drugs to the podcast, but okay. here we are. Yeah, so. These are literally just... Uh, supplements right okay cool yeah, yeah all right well i like that well first you know one of, first we actually have a breakthrough here folks we have daniel is joining us all the way from vegas we were able to get the technology set you know set up and he's joining us from his hotel room in vegas so daniel what's up buddy hi everyone thank you uh thank you for letting me get on and uh while I'm in Vegas, you know, I, I you know, I'm are you excited. in Vegas? Right, that's where you are right now, or are you in California? Yeah. Where you? I don't remember what order it was. Well, I was in California, and now I'm in Vegas. Gotcha. Cool. Good okay. Trip. All right. Well, Daniel, we're glad to hear you. Uh, Want to just kick this off way out in left field here? Bigger dumpster fire: the Miami Dolphins and that entire organization, or the Washington Commanders? Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> can I just... It's probably going to be my whole segment here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking... I'm sure you guys have heard the news. You're not living under a rock. You know everything that's going on. And, um, you know, everything what's going on right now with the lawsuit Brian Flores filed. But even before that, this whole fucking franchise, my favorite... Fran- my team, my favorite team is a dumpster fire and get Stephen Ross the fuck out of town. I will dr- Dan, you always told me that uh, on um, for like the NFL draft, right? If uh, Howie Roseman or the fuck his name is um, fucked up the draft, you would personally see it that you would drive up to Philadelphia and drive him to the <laughs> airport. Let me tell you, I will drive Stephen Ross directly to the airport. So, so Stephen Ross is the owner, right? Yeah, he's the uh-huh. owner and oh, this fucking guy, he's an idiot. Um, I said uh, after Brian Flores got fired, uh, we were fucked. He mm-hmm. was uh, one. I, in my opinion, he's one of the top coaches in the league. Um, he was the only coach, or he was the first coach in twenty some years to um, take us to back to back winning seasons. That's the first time that happened since two thousand two. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, he's a damn good coach. Mm-hmm. He's a damn good coach, and he's certainly better than a lot of these guys. Um, Oh, maybe because they're a little unproven. A lot of these coordinators are now getting jobs, right? They're still unproven. So you don't know what you're going to get from them. You know what you're going to get from Brian Flores, and it is winning. He has like a 24 and and 17, 16 record or something like that. Like he's got a – for three years, that's – it's better than a lot of other coaches in this league, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And we've definitely hit on that. And you know, he definitely should still be the coach in Miami. But for those who may not know, Dan, what's kind of going on with this this whole Miami lawsuit going on against the NFL? Yeah. So first, I want to say Stephen Ross looks like the dad from The Hangover. You know, the guy that goes, you know, <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's what Stephen, yeah, that's what Stephen Ross looks like. <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> So what's going on with this is Brian Flores like came out, filed a class action lawsuit against the Giants uh, because they apparently only brought him in for a courtesy interview. And the flip side of that was his former coach, Bill Belichick, texted him thinking he was texting Brian Dable and said along the lines of like, congratulations uh you know really you know it's awesome and then you know all he does is sign off on us he goes he goes i just looked back at my text you know i fucked up and just put bb at the end i was <laughs> yeah. like that's how you sign off yeah you, you yeah. asshole idiot but no it, it's kind of like texting your ex you know you you, you, uh, you do it on accident and then you realize that you're like oh shit that's why you always got to put the last name in you know when you're getting a number you're trading numbers with somebody in the moment you may not think about it right but put yourself in a situation like this. You know, the last name is very important. And, and Brian so. is such a common name. Like, are you kidding? Like, yeah. could you imagine if you just had Brian in there? Well, just actually, Brian? I think I saw the text messages. I'm not mistaken. It has that little, like, on my phone, right? The little circle icons on top. Yeah. And I think he had the first name and last name initials. So I'm pretty sure it was BF, Brian Flores, right? And then it would be Brian Dable. So I don't know how he fucked that up. I'm pretty sure. 
No, because he, he, these are screenshots from they'd be screenshots from Flores' oh, phone. Oh, they'd be screenshots from Flores' phone. Okay, well then, yeah. yeah so then, BB. So it was BB. Yeah. So what an idiot. Then yeah, Bill Belichick. But it's okay. you know, <laughs> it's it's quite the interesting, just wild because I think it's going to open up a can of worms because now there's other coaches and people. They even started naming people in the NBA. Yeah, that are, that are you know going through all this stuff. And and the other thing that in this lawsuit that came came out that I think is the most detrimental to the NFL as a whole is that the owner of the Dolphins was going to pay or did pay Brian Flores to lose games, a hundred thousand yeah. dollars per game loss. Yeah. Okay. That's ridiculous. That's that's it, it. Compromises the integrity of the sport. There is a fine line between fixing sports and that, like mm. really thin. You yeah. know, and well, it should I be true. I didn't know that, Drew. That's that is an interesting yeah. fact. When did that come out? It oh, came out yesterday. altogether, Dano. It came out altogether with the lawsuit, yeah. and it's not only him now. The Browns coach, uh, Hugh, oh, Jackson, yeah. Hugh Jackson, said that. he was paid you know a hundred thousand dollars a game to do that. And I was thinking about it. If I did that, I would run just some of the most bullshit plays. The, like, do you guys remember the uh, the Giants doing a quarterback sneak and like it, on like their three yard line? With down, I think a couple points, I'd start doing that. The annexation of Puerto Rico, that you know, that'd be yeah, a great you know. play to start running. <laughs> the good old, the good old annex. Yeah. I fucking, it, this is. I hate the owner. I mean, the, this whole thing. It, it stems way way before this too, but this just for me puts the icing on the. And I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm I'm as diehard as it gets. I love my team, yeah, but is, it really fucking. It's hard to stand behind them. On but that. yeah, it's very hard. I don't stand behind them at all. I mean, I still love. It, it's more about the city, you know, like. Um, for you, for those you don't know, I'm from Germany originally, and when I first came to the states, I moved to Miami. So my loyalty to sports, even though I consider Charlotte my home, mm-hmm. is to Miami because that's when that's where I fell in love with all of my favorite sports: basketball, football, college football, you name it. That's where I fell in love with those sports. Um, but I don't have any loyalty to the owner. Um, at all. I mean, I could give uh, three shits about Steven Ross. I could, you know, if the GM's fucking up and he's screwing our team, fuck him. I don't care. You know who didn't screw our team? Brian Flores. That guy is the coach. He deserved to stay the coach. Who the fuck gets fired after going on eight, winning eight out of nine? Yeah, it, it's what, ridiculous. What is this bullshit? And then now that he was being offered money to lose games, I mean, I'm fucking, I'm, th- I'm, Sell the team, yeah. Stephen Ross. Da- Daniel in Las and Vegas. I'll drive you to the what, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, well, yeah, no. The really Florian's really fucked because nothing's going to happen until until that owner goes away. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. yeah, well, they're they're about yeah. to take away draft pick. If like if all of this is proven in a court of law and this lawsuit goes through and all that. You know, chances are he would probably have to sell the franchise. I mean, um, you you know, you can go back to Jerry Richardson for the Panthers with the allegations that came out against Uh him. He had to sell the franchise Uh to David Tepper. So Stephen Ross is more than likely, if this is all settled in a court of law and proven, that he will have to sell the franchise. And then uh, you guys brought up a good point. They have there's um, draft pick implications. I mean, draft wise, we're going to be fucked. And I mean, of course I'm upset um, because I'm a Dolphins fan, mm-hmm. but I mean, this is kind of bigger than football. So I it really, is. I don't, it's not that big of a deal. I don't really, care you know what much. Brian Flores should do is like a big smack in the face. He should offer the owner a hundred thousand dollars for every lawsuit. He, yeah. Uh, I love he accepts. that. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. I like that a lot. No. It, it, and the thing that's unfortunate is, you know, I saw a lot of people say today he probably sold his, you know, fate coaching. I I don't see Flores coaching again just yeah. based off this entire thing because why would you? And he's a great coach, but why would you hire him? Go thinking, oh, he's just going to be taking tabs on everything we do. So, which is unfortunate, but hell yeah, no, just uh, much so much respect. But for then him. to make make it even more simpler terms, why would a company hire somebody that just? set a lawsuit yeah. to you, you mm-hmm. know? The mm-hmm. NFL is not going to encourage yeah. anyone to hire him. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, definitely, they're, they're probably, I mean, more, more than likely they won't. Yeah, he's he's suing them. He's suing the whole league and then three teams specifically. Um, but, yeah, it's the, you know, the ownership, it, it's probably – um, the way it's been portrayed before, it's like with any club, right? It's a club. The owners 
they're kind of like a fraternity, maybe not a fraternity, but like a club, a country club, right? You're all these mm-hmm. rich guys. Sure. And to, it would be naive to think they don't talk or share ideas about their ownership and, you know, business ideas and stuff like that, right? Well, you know, if if assuming that is true, right? Of course, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in that circle. But assuming that it is true, they're probably all like, fuck that. We're not going to hire him anyway, right? It is what it is. And if it's just like, it's like with any other, the NFL has had some serious um, publicity issues uh, for as long as I can remember, not just racial things, but like domestic violence and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And they always get through. And, I, you know, unfortunately, this is one of those things where enough time will pass, give it a couple months or whatever. And unfortunately, it'll probably stay the same. And Brian Flores, he, I mean, he acknowledged as much. He's probably not going to get a coaching job again. And that sucks because, I mean, if they know what's good for him, you should fucking hire that guy. Yeah. Over, give me a break. The Texans saying that they might hire Josh McCown, get fucked. Are you kidding me? <laughs> idiots. I mean, yeah. sorry, the worst, idiots. But it's not smart, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. No coaching experience. Zero. Yeah, High I school. Know. Myers Park here in Charlotte. That's what he's got. I will say... Outside of, you know, Josh McCown was a special assistant, you know, and we'll get on that. But I think, uh, what the hell's his name? Brandon Staley only coached for, he was only the DC for one year. So he yeah, had very, very track. minimal coaching experience. So don't, don't knock the hire just yet. If it's, if it's even a hire. True, um, true. And like you were saying, Florian, this whole, uh, this whole situation, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with the NFL. So yeah. good, good discussion there. And guys, as always, we are the flights of the round table because we drink flights of beer while we talk about football. <laughs> Shit. I've already drank two and a half. It's <laughs> <laughs> fast tracking. Dan, what do we got in the flights today? So we brought back a couple goodies and we got some newbies here. Uh, we, we brought back the old mech hornet's nest. You know, the wonderful Hefeweizen, just a staple around the Charlotte area. I know everybody enjoys that. Mm-hmm. So good. I picked up a beer actually from Rock Hill, South Carolina, called Cruising Down the Street in My 6-4. If you know the song, oh, that's you nice. know the song. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful IPA, you know, a nice little West Coast IPA. We're throwing it back to Birdsong with the Rewind Lager. And then Drew picked us up the Blood Orange Wheat from Southern Range. Which is, I haven't had the chance to try it yet, but I'm very, very excited. So Look at that can. That is a cool can. We have a very, you guys will see the picture. We have a very diverse thing of cans. So want to give a shout out to those breweries, uh, you know, thoroughly enjoying the beers and uh, excited to come check them out at some point. Did did, uh, Puxatawney Phil do this whole shadow thing yet? Yeah, he saw his shadow. So there's six more weeks of winter. Bullshit, because that sucks. (laughs) I was going to say that would line, if he said, uh, you know, spring is right around the corner. It kind of lines up with the color scheme of these cans. It's really like some spring-summer vibes here. It really is. Ah, fuck you, Phil. Daniel, uh, we did not pour your flight. Are you are you upset in any way about that? I'm very upset. I'm not even. You don't even care to be, care for me. I mean, oh my god. You're not even drinking a beer right now. I need you to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you didn't pour me one, Dan. You're in Vegas, though. You should have no problem getting beers. Did you end up getting one. <laughs> I mean, if you would have poured me one, I would have. Yeah. Dan, I don't think that's how Dan, it works. Dan, unfortunately, it just comes back to you, Dan. Okay? It's, it's my fault, you know? <laughs> it if is you your fault. If you would have poured me one, Dan, I would have been drinking. That's one. an ultimatum. Yeah. I need to be a magic trick guy. You know, pour it here and somehow Daniel gets it there. Yeah. Daniel, anything crazy or cool or just one thing that's happened in Vegas so far? Um, A few things. Uh, one thing that I'm trying to think of some. One thing. All right. So I, went, I go into my first day at my convention. And uh, I like hear some guy talking about a riot. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like outside the convention. I'm like, what do you mean talking about a riot? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I like ignore it and keep on walking. And I'm going up to get my badge. And then all of a sudden I hear a fucking riot, dude. I like, it's like a group of 50 to 60, you know, people like having a, like a guy's picture on all these billboards and posts posters and i don't know what this guy did to these people but they didn't like this guy and they were yelling his name and they're like fuck this guy where's our money they're like give us our money back and stuff like that i guess he he might took took take some money he took some money or whatever and um yeah, I'm not okay. sure exactly what was going on. Okay, so the question is then, did you join this, this group of people? <laughs> and did you start no, no, demanding no. money? I, I mean, I don't know why he was, these people were there. But the funny thing is, 
I was just watching this happen, and then five minutes later, the guy that's on the on the <laughs> billboard shows up. <laughs> oh my! And, okay, and then and what? Is, and is pissed. He is pissed. He's yelling He's at everyone. Pissed. Every single one of those that with the people with like with the the guy's face. He's like, "Fuck you! Get that shit out of here!" And yada yada. And then police get involved. And they like separated them, and they made all the rioters go outside. They're protesters now. I would say it turned from like it was a riot slash protest. That's so, crazy, man. So they were destroying shit, or were they just holding signs? Well, they were going crazy. That's okay. The thing. Like, they, they were going. It wasn't just like a, a civilized protest. It was a riot because they were going crazy. That's nuts. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that with us, Daniel. And speaking of crazy. Dan, what is crazy about going on in Washington, D.C. right now? So they finally released their name. Uh, I don't think any of us really picked that name because Daniel wanted the Woodchucks and something else. Florian just wanted him to keep it the Washington football team. Yeah. I think I picked like the, what was it, Red Wolves? I think yeah. both you and I picked the Red Wolves, and they decided to go with the Commanders. And I think I remember saying it. My dad literally texted me this today. He goes, he goes, that Washington name is great until a couple of years when people get upset and they have to remove the name and change it again. So, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The jerseys look cool. Yeah. I, I think the jerseys look very cool. And also, the thing I noticed, yeah. I don't know if you guys did, they have alternate helmets. And they've been toying with that rule for a while where a team gets an alternate jersey and an alternate helmet. Yep. So, you kind of look, you're like, oh, like maybe teams will get another thing. But the name is just eh. I mean, it's like, are you commanding? Are you commanding people to to lose or win? Like, are you commanding people to be? They're commies. I don't know. I don't it's like it. it's some shit about um. Well, because it's Washington D.C., right? So I don't know. It has to do with the revolutionary, yeah, you know, army from whatever, right? Beating the right. Brits, but. Is it none of those names were anything cool, inspiring, threatening, you know, motivating? Not like I didn't get any of that from any of those names. That was a lackluster list of names. I'm, for me, I'm kind of indifferent. I thought they should just keep it Washington football team, but it's just, you know, like American sports culture, you got to have a mascot. So what I about, didn't see a better option than I, all of the options to me were pretty much the same. What about the armored cows? Did you like that option? I, I I think it's funny, but what are you gonna have like a, a cow with like a chest plate and or a bulletproof vest and then udders? Like exactly. I, well, hey, I, I, I like know. that. I like that logo. Though. What, the, what about the low hanging scrotum? What I like <laughs> the, the Washington low hanging scrotum, baby. Yeah. Um, nice picture I, of a low. I would love to throw a poll or uh, like a, a survey to Washington uh, fans and tell us what you think about the low hanging scrotes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us in the comments, uh, ch- uh, you know, we'll post this episode and you guys tell us uh, your feedback on that. I, I, I'm very curious to know what you think about that. You know that. what? I kind of like the, you know, I like how you said you changed the scrotum to scrotes. Like yeah, scrotes. Even, it's more professional. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. More professional. The lowest yeah. hanging scrotes out there. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So what? The, the mascot's going to look like Peter Griffin's chin? <laughs> Is that what that's going to look like? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much exactly. a, little divot, a little divot there. Yeah. Have you seen you guys have seen the episode episode and, and we'll move on here. You guys, what are those doing up there? Pops yeah. him down into his pants. <laughs> That's good. Uh, what, what you got to do is you got to um, reach out to Mikey and see what he oh, thinks. He, of I have two Redskin fans. They are not. They're like, you guys. So, okay. What I wanted yeah. to touch on and that, they I, went, they went, you had two years to think of the name and then you didn't even change the logo. Like, still, yeah, a W. Oh, it's still yeah. a W? It's still a W. Like, what do you... It looks like Wario from the Mario it does? universe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wario. Yeah. Um, but so. you're right, Dan. Yeah. Like, yeah. literally, two years... I just... I don't get it. You know, you had two years to think of the name, the logo, and that's what you came up with. So, I mean, it, it's cool. I think they're going to Washington command their way to last place in NFC East. <laughs> <Yeah>. And uh, <laughs> we're going to yeah. go from there. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I, I mean... The actual definition of a commander is the authoritative figure for an army. So I guess that is what it is. But an army of last place players. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with it. I did see. We'll we'll move on. I did see a rumor uh, that showed up this week from I think Albert Breer and then somebody else threw something that they heard at the uh, um, Senior Bowl. Uh, Washington's going to target a big quarterback this off season, whether it's trade or free agency. They're going after Russell Wilson. 
Mm. I'll be damned. Oh, well, scary Terry with a well, the, scary Terry, yeah. and then that defense and Gibson. It's not half bad, and their offensive line. I mean. I think the key factor is a good offensive line. It's the whole reason they're why losing he's Brand, Brandon Sh- uh, the, the Sheriff. Sheriff, yeah. yeah. All I have to say is a good. Do you know what you need to have two to three core amazing offensive players that are not a quarterback nowadays in any hmm. NFL team? If not, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. Good point, Daniel. Yeah, look at the two true. teams that are in it. That yeah. that, that stands exactly. true. Yeah. Well, it's one period. of them for sure doesn't have a good from offensive now on, line. It's going to stand true. Right. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. It, you know, hats off to him, new name, whatever. Um, Want to <laughs> touch on, we haven't gotten to it yet, but we had those two championship games this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll start with the Bengals and the Chiefs, and I was with Florian and Drew. We were eating food, watching it, and you, you thought – when they got when the Bengals got down twenty one to three, you're thinking, okay, like Bengals aren't ready, like it's gonna be a route, Kansas City in the Super Bowl. But Joey B said, not so fast. No. Not so fast at all. And kind of like my point last week when we touched on who was gonna win the game, I said the biggest factor was the Bengals defense. And once again, mm-hmm. they showed up in the second quarter and held Mahomes to three points. I mm-hmm. mean that's got to count for something right there. Mm-hmm. I, I think I agree. With, I think Mahomes just shit the bed the second half. I mean, he he didn't do anything. He was not looking like himself at all. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of drop passes too. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Daniel. I definitely think that Mahomes, uh, you could see he was dancing around too much in the pocket. There was a few plays where – um, he had all the time in the world. His offensive line was protecting the shit out of him. I mean, he probably had like close to five, six seconds or or more to throw yeah. the ball, and he couldn't find anyone open. And then um, he actually took loss or, or yards for loss, right? Um, yeah. Which puts them out of field goal range, whatever the case may be. And then on top of that, it's a momentum swing. I mean, mm-hmm. you too many of those plays, and you start to think, oh shit, what the hell? Like we can't move the ball. And the defense on the other side is like, oh my god, we're just we're they have all the time in the world protecting them. We're just blanketing in the receivers. So. It makes me feel like like you said, like kind of what you're saying. They went soft and they played safe. I mean, does that do you think well, that in any way? Yeah, ben? I think the confidence was shot when they gave up that 21 or something lead. I mean, the the Bengals came back. That definitely got in their heads. It was very clear. I mean, it was clear in Mahomes' decision making. He didn't want to uh, pretty much throw the game away and make uh, in case you know in terms of turnovers. I should say. Sorry, it was very obvious that's what was happening. Yeah. So, I don't think that was the turning point. I think the turning point was Kansas City getting greedy before the first half. Yes. Finished. They didn't and kick a field goal. They yeah. didn't kick a field goal. They yeah. tried to go for a touchdown. And I mean, you got to think your 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 team. You might be down twenty one to. Were they down twenty one to three at half? Twenty one three at half. Twenty one to three at half. You make that stop. I'm sure that their coaches said like, "Hey guys, like we can do that continuously." And then they came out and were able to do it. But I think that changed the whole game. Andy Reid got back to his bad time management again. Like they didn't have any timeouts. It, it, it and Mahomes looked. I don't know, man. Something was wrong. Like, Mahomes just looked so uncomfortable in the mm-hmm. pocket. Um, the, you know, on, on the flip side of that, you know, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, like all, yeah. the, all those boys. Definitely. I think that's, I think that's, that's outstanding. And, you know, we're going to get to our, our Super Bowl preview, probably not this episode, but next episode, they got to. They, they got to, like, triple-team Aaron Donald. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, don't, my God. I don't want to take anything away from Joe Burrow and <laughs> no. T. Higgins. Those two. T. Higgins. Stud. You know, Jamar Chase, yeah, he had a decent game. He did what he had to do. But the star receiving-wise was T. Higgins. Yes. Coming up with clutch ca- catch after clutch catch. But, Unbelievable. But any NFL the confidence, fan. confidence, the swag. Yeah, any NFL fan, including us, knew that. I'm just glad he got a chance to show that off because yeah. they were focused on Jamar, you know? Yeah, exactly. I was, it was really good. And then some um, big-time runs mm-hmm. on second and third down for Joe Mixon to keep getting first downs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was a great performance by the offense. It was a good team performance. It was. Even though the Chiefs seemed like they choked, you don't want to take any credit away from the Bengals because no. even though they didn't score – 
The Bengals had an objective they had to complete, and they completed it. Two road playoff games after your first playoff appearance in 30 years, and you win both of them, and now you're in the Super Bowl. Don't take anything away from that team. A a first-time coach in that position and a first-time quarterback in that position, Mm. you're right. They could have been like 21-3. to They could have folded, but I'm sure halftime speech, you know, they were like, no, like we're we're definitely not going to do that. Um no, I mean, Daniel, for you, I know you, you touched on, you said Patrick Mahomes looked like shit, which in the second half he did. The For you, what were your takeaways from the Bengals? Um, I think they came out in the first half lame, and it, and for them, for them to actually, well, they did something spectacular that I didn't expect in the second half. Um, so, but in the first half, we're talking about the first half here. Mm-hmm. They did not use their players the correct way. Yeah, you need to come out there, guns blazing, start throwing it right away. What I was actually really disappointed in, Mixon was t- the first half. Every time he got the ball, mm-hmm. he ran it right up the middle and got stopped in the first half. That's what I believe. And and they weren't throwing to to Higgins and mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And to the receivers that they needed to throw to, finally they get put in a, such a bad position, mm-hmm. a little momentum swing, and then second half it turns out that they can put on a really good show and come back. But definitely they should have done that from the start. Yeah, and I I think it just made it interesting. And Drew, real quick, you touched on Joe Mixon's big runs. Joe yeah. Burrow had some runs of his own there uh, when they needed a couple of yards. He did. He did. He reminds me of a little bit of like Aaron, younger Aaron Rodgers. Like he's not going to run on purpose, but when he has to, he makes the most of it mm-hmm. and is efficient. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I think uh, I was thinking about it. That Joe uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Jamar Chase matchup. Oh, yeah, oh, that is going to be nasty. Peanut butter jelly. I had to change my shorts. Just thinking about it. Yeah. That's that that's how excited I am for that. <laughs> Thank God. Um, I want the audience, well, at your own discretion, uh, only if you're eighteen plus to imagine that if yeah. you're not then did, don't. did you poke a hole in it or did you like get some wet stuff in there? I'm gonna let you guys just wonder about that. Okay. okay. Um oh God. but transitioning, you know, hats off to the Bengals. I'm sure the Chiefs will be back. You know, they they have they have yeah. a great team. I mean and one other thing I wanna add, the Bengals were playing against the Chiefs in the officials in the first half. I don't know if you guys saw that. Multiple times the Chiefs were being real handsy with the, you know, it kind of looked like a like a seventh grader at a school dance. <laughs> being real handsy with the girl he was dancing with. Leave room for the Holy that's, Spirit. That's good then. Yeah. You know, it's true. But uh, transitioning to the night game, we had the Rams and the 49ers. And before we get into that, I would just like to say, this is the what are we second or third time now a Kyle Shanahan team has blown a big time lead in the second half. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you guys he was overrated, and I'm sticking by it. I, I have a mm-hmm. lot of emotion in this game, I because I am a Rams fan, but I'm not as like ecstatic as I should be because it's what I realistically expected. The position we're in is what I kind of expected, but when it happened, I was jumping up and down. I was crazy, um, Dan. Like you said. Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers have won six straight against the Rams for the Rams to come back down 10 points and beat them. Once again, another fourth quarter led comeback by Matthew Stafford. And and this is a pattern, guys. And that kind of pattern makes the Rams the Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you, Drew. But it also makes me very nervous because they're a great team. And for them to, to not be winning by a lot more than what they are, and and they're making all these mistakes, and it, it, they are making mistakes. They are. They should be. They should be blowing teams away, and they're not. So but it's, that, it's concerning. But it's me. the NFL, Daniel. No, even the Chiefs, their dominant run in Tampa Bay, is that they had close games all through the playoffs. You know what I mean? It, it's competitive. Yeah, I mean, you like competitive games. You know, it was fun that that went down to the last second there. Florian, I got something for you, bud. Yeah, remember I'm sure, I'm sure uh, remember when me, Daniel, and Drew brought up to you about Odell, and he's looking much better with a better quarterback, and you said, eh, you know, he just hasn't really done it in big moments. 
He had nine receptions for 113 yards. They don't win that game without him. So I think an apology is due. And I just want to say I'm happy for Odell. I'm so damn happy for Odell that he's getting to get a shot at a Super Bowl. You know, I kind of had a feeling you were going to say something about that because you were looking at me like I was your date at the seventh grade dance. (laughs) You were looking at me all sorts of weird. Um, I already apologized in the last episode. I said, yeah, I was wrong about Odell. So I'm not sure what more you want from me. Odell, fine. I'll do it again so you can hear me. Um, I was wrong about Odell. Um, I thought, you know, his like lack of success in Cleveland was partially on him and partially on Baker. It's very clear that it was mostly on Baker, if not all on Baker. Baker. Um, so yeah, my bad Odell. Um, but again, I think I addressed that previously. Um, the Rams should definitely, it, of course, they're going to be the favorite in the Super Bowl. Um, that's no disrespect to the Bengals and Joey B, but they have they invested all of that um, money into the stars at all the key positions you need, and they're all showing up. And they're all showing up. Um, and they have the more experienced quarterback. I wouldn't necessarily say they have the best, but they have the most experienced quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he, you can't be more hungrier than Matt Stafford to win a Super Bowl after yeah, over 12 years, 12, of- <laughs> yeah, 12 years of his career in Detroit being consistently dead last or whatever. How can right? you not cheer for that? How can yeah, you not? I think that either way, this is a good story. We have a good story in football and, and for the Super Bowl. Either way, yeah. If the Rams win, Stafford redeems himself, and you know it, it shows what terrible franchise Detroit is. Mm-hmm. If Joe Joey B wins, he is like I mean he Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, young faces of the NFL. Those are the guys, right? Right. Um, it would be a great story. I'd be happy for him, too. But before we get to Daniel's, I want to hear Daniel's reaction here, and then we're going to throw to you because you're our resident Rams fan. I think Thank you. if the Rams win, I think Odell Beckham Sr. deserves a Super Bowl ring for getting Odell out of Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, hindsight 2020. Real quick, though, I, I am curious, and this is kind of a fun topic. Where would you rank Odell in terms of top receiver in the NFL? Are we talking 20, 15, 10? Oh. Are we what, talking this, Odell in his prime or this year? No, right this year. Just right now. Yeah. Right now in what it is, what well, Odell's talent, talent level, where is he compared amongst other could, receivers? I think you'd still say he's a top 10 guy. That's fair. I don't think that's pushing it. I think he's a top 10 guy. And that's coming from Dan, like you love to mention, uh, the guy who didn't think he was worth shit. So. I'd say top 15. I could say I have to say top 15 and maybe top 20. I, I would have to list it out. So, But I would say he's in the top 15, not even top 10. I agree with you, Daniel. I'm around that 15 range. Yep. Yeah, yeah I, I think top 15. Um, I mean – in his prime, oh, him in his prime on the Giants, he was a star. I'm going to start making a little short list while we uh, transition to the next topic, and we'll revisit this. Okay. 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 But, Drew, you know, you were able to sit and watch, and I think I had texted you, uh, you know, looked like McVay was going to come up small <laughs> with a bunch of, he's got to be better it in was. that Super Bowl. It, yeah, he will have to be. Um, there's, yeah, it's a lot of emotion. It is because I grew up when the Rams were very bad. Uh, you know, they had Mark Bulger in the early 2000s, but then for 10 years straight, we were kind of the laughing stock of the NFL. We really were. Yeah, I think. Did you did you go to the Super Bowl with Kurt Warner? Or was it Mark Bulger? In Kurt, o, in Kurt, you're right, Kurt Warner. But after that, when we had Mark Bulger, there were a few good years of successful wins, and it wasn't till the mid late 2000s until 2016. Those 10 years, we sucked ass. And that was my favorite NFL team. And now my favorite NFL team is going to the Super Bowl again, and there's a legitimate shot to win it. So I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Enjoy it. Thank Trust you. me. Thank I, you. I was there in 2017. Enjoy it. I, you know, I want to touch on just Sean. You know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but, you know, he can't be that careless with challenges in, in the Super Bowl. As well as, I'll be honest, you know, you guys won the game. I didn't think he coached a very good game. I think Matt Stafford made you know made plays that kind of bailed him out of a couple decisions, yeah. like you know. And I'm hoping he's not as conservative as he was against the Pats because you, you you can't win. You just can't. He needs to say, okay, Matt Stafford, I'm going to take the leash. You do whatever you want to do here, and yeah, they figure it out. You bring up a great point, Dan. And if we are in the fourth quarter and the Rams have all three of their timeouts and we're down by like three, I'm going to feel very confident. The Rams' key to success is make sure you have those three timeouts to stop the clock at the end of the game to beat the Bengals. That's going to be you know what? my thing. Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. Drew, I don't know what 
Sean McVay was thinking. He, and I was watching this whole game with my uncle and and my grandpa, and and I was every time you guys were taking a timeout in my head, I was like, "What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> why are you doing that?" And and it got worse and worse, and to the point where I ye- stood up and I yelled because it made me that mad. Yeah, I don't know what you. He's one of the best coaches, I think, but he was not using his head when it came to those challenges. Agreed, agreed. I was getting scared when it was in the fourth quarter and we didn't have any timeouts left. I know. I don't blame I you. I was at getting all. scared. I mean, it, that's you got. You got to be more understanding. Like, and the thing, the things he challenged weren't like. Big yeah, they were things really good. like down the stretch. I, I'd be like, okay, like fine, let's let's bite the bullet and we'll figure it out here. But you know, if if it was something bigger, I'd say sure. But it's just it's small things. I didn't really think some of the challenges were necessary. Um, I want to transition here. Next topic: the big, you know, pretty big news uh, dropped yesterday. Um, Brady officially retired. Yeah, yeah. And I know we briefly touched on it, I think, a pot or so ago. It, Florian might not agree. I think it's sad. You know, I'm not saying, like, like you know, it, it's bittersweet is what I'll say. And, you know, all the guys are starting to, guys we grew up watching, everybody's starting to retire. Yeah. You know, and it's it, it's it's interesting that in his farewell, I don't know if you guys saw it, he thanked the – Buccaneers and everything, but he didn't really give like a shout out or anything to the Pats, which is surprising, right? Yeah, he was there for twenty years. I just, I think he he like shared like a post that Robert Kraft had on um, uh, Instagram and said, uh, you know, thank you, like love Pats Nation. Yeah, definitely, and I think that's kind of weird because most of his success was with the Patriots. Okay. And so since he was with the Patriots, you would think the team that you were only with there for two seasons, you know, you wouldn't give as much love to them. But, yeah, yeah, it's weird. And there's a lot of mixed emotions. And I've even seen people, like, bring up the negatives about Brady, about the whole inflating balls and the spy gate. And, okay, at the end of the day, there can be a little blemish there. But because of his consistency, I think you can overlook those things, right? Yeah, um, would definitely agree. Uh, I was talking to my father-in-law yesterday. He was watching like highlights all day of Brady, and he was saying he just was able to put footballs where only the receivers could get it. Um, I just want to touch on and Daniel. I'll throw this to you. You know, Brady was in the league for twenty-two years, give or take twenty. I think it was twenty-two. Daniel, favorite memory of Tom Brady. Oh, we may have lost. We may have lost. We might Daniel have lost Daniel. You, you, you work on that, Dan Florian. When it comes to Tom Brady, I know. I know. Being a Dolphins fan, you're not the biggest fan of Tom Brady. You're not a little fanboy. But what's something that comes to mind about Tom Brady? Okay, that? so I have two favorite memories. Um, one negative, one positive. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like a battery. I, look, it, it is what it is. I mean, if someone was going to ask you. Um, I mean, you didn't grow up watching. Uh, well, you were alive for then, but you, you know you weren't fully aware of what was going on. But if someone had to say, "What's your favorite memory of Troy, memory of Troy Aikman?" I mean, you wouldn't. You'd have a bad one, and you'd have a good one probably because you respect him, mm-hmm. but also you fucking hated him because he played for your arch rival, right? Yeah. So my favorite memory. It's a negative one. It's all of those December matchups we had against them because mm-hmm. we would beat them every single time. Not that. Just in general, I loved watching that. You know, I loved uh, watching Brady and Belichick get just pissed, you know, be bad sports on the sideline after the game, you know, mm-hmm. notoriously. Um, but I have to give respect for uh, yep. where respect is due. I would have to say um, his performance against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, come on. It doesn't really get better than that. That's the biggest play uh, comeback in playoff history and Super Bowl history. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. I mean, that, to me, I, I have to give respect where it's due. And that was for his sixth Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. That was the last one before yeah, yeah. Uh, his Super Bowl in Tampa, Tampa. right? Yeah. So fifth. His fifth. What was his sixth? Against the Rams. Oh. That's right, actually. Okay. Sorry. Good call, so his fifth. Sorry. Good call. Yeah. So his fifth Super Bowl. Um, 
incredible performance. He is the GOAT, absolutely. It's not just in terms of accolades. It's in terms of stats, um, decision-making. Yeah, he, he could, is. He could I, have won MVP this year. I always say, I'm always a, a Peyton Manning fan, but the GOAT is undeniably Tom Brady. Daniel, are, are you, you back with us? I'm with you. Sorry, buddy. It, look, it looks like you might have uh, caught out. You know, I asked you, uh, favorite memory of Tom Brady, and then he didn't say anything. So I'll throw it back to you. For you, favorite memory of Tom Brady. Ooh. Well, favorite memory. Well, I'm just going to tell you a memory because no matter what, this okay. is a memory. And it's a, I, it's more of a bad memory. But you always you have to think about it. It's deflate gate. Um, okay. So you think about that. But a good memory um oh man i would just say some of the throws that he has you know just those he just had some amazing throws in his career uh, is there one you, know? you can pinpoint specifically like i you know dan uh, daniel he's been paint. playing football for 22 years <laughs> paint a picture i, I can't i can't spe- specify one specific one right now reciprocity uh, <laughs> what a word it's like demarcation. <laughs> yeah, but his overall, like some of the, his throws are just, they're, you know, they're admirable. Well, let me ask you this, Daniel. Is he the best football player of all time? He is. Ooh. He's the goat. I love he it. Goat. He is the goat. Dude, he was shaking the magic. Yeah, but of, foot, uh, of all of football or of quarterbacks? I think he is the greatest of all time. Yep. Okay. I was just hoping for a little controversy. That's all. Yeah. 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 I'm going to say the only person that I, I really is Peyton Manning. I love him so much. Hey, I love him too, bud. But I have, I even I concede that it's Tom Brady. Yeah. I know. Like, I think Tom Brady is just, he has too many rings. Yeah. But hey, uh, Peyton, but if you're listening to this, um, I'd love to be on your show with Eli and do a, a broadcast uh, next season. <laughs> Man Please <and> <laughs> invite me. <laughs> Go Peyton, go Vols, Dan. Favorite Tom Brady moment. For I'm, I want to give you my moment first. Want to give another shout out to these wonderful breweries that we're drinking tonight. Uh, we got the Old Mac Hornet's Nest, nice heifer. Uh, the cruising down the street in my sixth floor from Armor Artis, which I've had and I think it's very nice. Real quick, who was the first artist to sing that song? Because Mike Jones did a. Did a remix uh, of it. But who was before Mike Jones? Of what song? Sorry. Cruising down, down the street, street in my 64. Oh, I don't know. I, okay. I we'll, don't we'll skip I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to come back. <laughs> um, got the Bird Song Rewind Lager and then the Southern Range Blood Orange Weed. Thoroughly enjoying them. Hope uh, you guys at the table are too. Daniel, sorry uh, you can't be enjoying these. Um, hope you're having something in uh, Vegas. Um, yeah, you literally just, if you would have poured me one, I would have had. That makes no sense. Shut the fuck up. It's going to give you an NFT beer. <laughs> yeah. What are we, Daniel, are we going to the it's metaverse? It's in the blockchain. No, with me, I'm going to go to the metaverse. metaverse. Daniel and I are going to the metaverse. Oh, my God. Zuckerberg. I oh. do not want to know. Don't worry. Just It's how it works. Oh, my God. I do not want to know what happens in the backdoor alleys of uh, the metaverse when that thing really becomes real life oh. and everyone uses it. There are Good some stories, Florian. Go Google that after this. But yeah. anyways, Dan. <laughs> I'm going to put my browsing on private. <laughs> so I actually have two. Uh, my favorite memory is Brady getting strip sacked in Super Bowl 52. Uh, was a wonderful moment. Uh, looked like the Pats were going to make some form of a comeback, and they ended up not doing so because he got strip sacked with about two minutes left or so, give or take. Shout out to the Eagles for winning that Super Bowl. And then my other memory was actually last year, uh, him and Honey Badger getting into it, seeing Ooh. that because you didn't normally see in like big games like that Brady showing that much emotion, which I thought was awesome. Just him going back and forth with Honey Badger. It's sort of great sports, but I thought that was awesome. Very true. I, I love those, Dan, honestly. Great competitive spirit there. For me, I would say the biggest thing about Tom Brady and his biggest accomplishment was with Ray, not Randy Moss. Yeah, Randy Moss. Yeah, Randy Moss. Yeah. Randy Moss. <laughs> that season with Randy Moss, that was unbelievable, man. The passes and the connection they had. Mm-hmm. That was that I, I want to say that's the best receiver quarterback combination in a single year of all time. Tom Brady to Dude, Randy. Moss. I think you might be right. Now, I would say I disagree with the Jerry Rice, to, uh, Joe Montana. But other than that, okay, it's, it's, fair. 
it's it's very up there though. Drew, you, you hit it on the spot. That's one of yeah. the things that I was saying, like some amazing throws. A lot of them came from that year. That might actually have to be something we touch on, like, you know, that's receiver roles quarterback done. receiver duos. Yeah, like in Ooh. our time, not like mm-hmm. you know, back all back, our back. time. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I think people we've actually seen. Yeah. You know? Uh Peyton Manning to Reggie Wayne or Ooh. Peyton Manning to Dallas Clark. If what you want to count tight ends. Marvin Harrison? There. Or Marvin Harrison too. Jeez. I mean, he had a, he had a bunch, Fucking but yeah. Amateur. Dude, if if we did but a top twenty five, I mean, <laughs> if we did a top twenty five, do we sneak Burrow Chase at like right at twenty five? Just like guys, uh, there's something here. No, come on, we can't do that now. It's been one year. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um. Well, this week we actually don't have Daniel Zadufus, but it looks like Florian might have a little something here. Well, it's um. um during the interim, while you guys were talking, um, I I want to piggyback on that conversation of the where OBJ ranks in okay. the top ten receivers, and I took the liberty of mapping out all of the divisions in each conference, and then I've just jotted down what came to mind of the best receivers in each division. Um, so let's kind of uh, see where he fits in. Maybe his top ten. Maybe he's top fifteen. Or okay. top twenty, right? Okay. So we start with the um, NFC East. You, what came to mind was McLaurin mm-hmm. as a candidate, uh, Cooper, mm-hmm. uh, and CD Lamb. I don't think there's anyone on the Giants. It's fine. Um, I'm sorry about Devontae. Smith, Smitty's not there yet. Smitty's not Smitty's there yet. Not there yet. So. I could see McLaurin being scary. Top 10. Terry's the best receiver in that league. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would take Odell over um, Lamb, Amari. Okay, and Lamb, you take Lamb over him? Mm-hmm. Right here, right now, maybe. Long-term, no. Okay. I'd really have to think about it. So, Cooper. McLaurin is a top 10 receiver. How about you guys get your notes out and you make a list of top 10? How or just you like, not tell me what to do? Well, so, you know, for the sake of the conversation. <laughs> Dan? Thanks, Dan. Dan, 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 all the good, sh- Dan I appreciate the laughter. See, yeah, no, Flo- Florian, just just name them off. Everyone will keep tabs with what Florian says, okay, and then okay. we'll see if Odell fits in there. All right, you know? cool. And then I so can say Tyreek Hills in the top ten. Well, Daniel, course, we're going to get there. We're not I mean, there yet. Way to jump the gun. Jeez. Um. Fucking okay. NFC West. Uh, DK Metcalf could be in the conversation. Maybe Lockett could be included. OBJ's in there, of course. We just talked about him. Uh, that's the whole point of this. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, D Hop and uh, Samuel from San Francisco. Ooh, okay. I mean, the way he's been playing lately, he's certainly uh, in the conversation. Did I miss anyone in that division? No, you named really good four one four receivers. No one, there. no one yeah. else on on the Cardinals. That's where I had maybe a little bit of trouble. But AJ mm-hmm. Green's certainly not no, in there, no. and whoever else, Kirk, no. Okay, um, NFC North. We have Thielen and Jefferson from the Vikings. Okay, uh, Adams. No doubt about it, best receiver in the league. Um, and then, and then, um, and then we have uh, Robinson from the Bears. And I don't know if there's anyone in the Lions uh, on the Lions that was in the conversation. Amon Ra, maybe, but probably no not. No, no, not a chance. Keep going. Okay, so NFC South, we have Ridley. I don't even know if you can consider Thomas from the Saints because he has he's been MIA all year. You have um, Evans, and then uh, what's his face? DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Okay. okay. Who, who else were you talking um, about? Godwin. Ten, yeah, Godwin. I'm going Odell over both of us, but well, keep I going. Agree. Keep going. And then we go to the AFC. Uh, the only two that I can think of in AFC East is that could be a contender would maybe be Waddle this year and Diggs. Yeah, I'm going off this year. Diggs. I'm not going off of all time. Diggs. This year. Um, so Diggs Hang for sure. Diggs. Um, AFC West, the obvious key, uh, um, yeah, Keenan Allen and Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then do Cortland Sutton and mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, our slippery slot demon, no. make a no. I, I doubt it, but <laughs> no. those are the best receivers on their teams. Um, AFC North, I don't put Schuster in there, but I, he's at least worth mentioning. Hollywood Brown, I wouldn't put in there, but he's but no. um, he's nope. not worth mentioning. Nope. Landry, again, big name, not worth mentioning. The only one I really think has a shot is Chase. Yes. Um, and then AFC South, this one's also, it's like the AFC East. Uh, I mean, you have A.J. Brown, you have Julio. Who else? Julio ain't up there. There's sure. no one on the Colts I can think of. 
Yeah, Michael Pittman's not there yet. No, uh, there's no one on the Jaguars and there's no one on the Texans. So, yeah. Um, top 10 for me, if I'm looking at this list, I'm putting this is in no particular order just to make it easy. I'm putting um, McLaurin in there. Scary Terry. I'm putting uh, Cup and Hopkins in there. Okay. And I'm putting Debo Samuel in there. Okay. This year. Um, I'm putting uh, Jefferson in there and Adams. Okay. Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. Uh, Mike Evans is in there. Um, Diggs is in there. Uh, Tyreek Hill is in there. Ooh. OBJ and Jamar Chase. Who am OBJ. I putting in? OBJ. OBJ. Without OBJ. Wow. Jamar Chase without a, without and a doubt. And that's my 10. Oh, I see. Daniel's saying Jamar Chase over OBJ. Okay. But you see... He, I think he's a top ten receiver. He might, okay, maybe he's top fifteen Mark and he's Chase at eleven. Is a top five receiver, a top five receiver. I, I think Daniel does have a point, especially it, we're going off this year. I think he does have a point. Yeah, oh yeah. OBJ or Jamar Chase? Fuck it, I'm gonna go with Jamar. Ch- uh, yeah, Jamar Chase over OBJ. Uh, he's a top fifteen guy. He is number eleven on my list. Okay. All right, that's yeah. fair. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch more on top 10 receivers uh, this offseason. First, I got some breaking news. Oh. So it looks, for whatever reason, there are multiple outlets that reported that Harbaugh uh, was going to take the job from Minnesota. Oh. Turns out Schefter reported that Harbaugh told Michigan he was going to be back next year. So that's another head coaching uh, opening where – He's not going to take it. So and he is going. He's staying in Michigan. He's staying in Michigan. Wow. So, um, just to be mediocre, like they are every year. He's staying in. Who? He Minnesota or Michigan? Leave. Michigan. They went to the playoffs. Probably gets paid more than anyway. Yeah. Okay. There. Well, it's not mediocre. Yeah. When you don't win the big dance, I I consider it mediocre. I'm sorry. That's those mm-hmm. are kind of my thoughts on it. So, um, but. You guys got anything else before we get out of here? No, no. I mean, I, I yeah, that's it. I mean, we covered a lot today. That, we did. that wide receiver list uh, was really fun to do. So, well, hope mm-hmm. you guys enjoyed that. Um, everyone's listening. I really hope because uh, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Who doesn't love a top ten list? Um, <laughs> would like to give a shout out, Daniel. Thank you for joining us all the way from Vegas. Hope uh, you have a wonderful rest of your trip. Um, you know, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting with everybody here. And uh, Drew, you got uh, you got anything for us, baby? Mm, I feel like I had something, but I don't. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, that's fair. Well, uh, everybody, like, comment, and subscribe uh, on all you know various platforms that we're listed on. This has been episode nine of the Flights of the Round Table. We'll be back. We might have a little something out this week or even next week before the Super Bowl because that's going to be a big game. We're going to have a lot of content for you guys. A little some some. A little some some. Um, hope everybody has a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you guys next week.